The nominees for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role are... Thank you so much. <laughs> this is such a great honor to receive this in this year when we recognize and celebrate and honor women. And I'm so in love with my brother right now. <laughs> he just held me and said he loved me, and I know he's so happy for me. I want to thank Miss Hattie McDaniel for enduring all that she had to so that I would not have to. Um, I, I can't tell you how encouraging a thing like this is. It came true. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Best Supporting Actress podcast. I am Craig. And I'm his husband, David. (laughs) Um, And we're really excited to bring you this new project that is uh, going to go backwards in time and kind of delve into the history and the uh, fun of the Best Actress nominees and winners. And the controversy. Yeah, if there was any controversy. So... Um, We want to kind of give you a little trailer about what we think this podcast will be and what we hope to bring you and kind of what we're going to dig into. And the purpose of the podcast is we're going to examine each year's nominees, starting with uh, 2018, and we're going to work our way backwards, investigating and understanding performances of our favorite actresses. And there's a reason why... um, we chose the Best Supporting Actress category. Specifically, um, we are both movie fans. We watch every year, try to watch all of the Oscar-nominated films. Um, and we've been movie fans since we were children. Can you tell me tell me about the first time that you saw the Academy Awards? Do you remember? Like, outside of my parents watching it? Yeah. I don't really remember. I, mean, I think we had, like, Oscar parties in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, I think American Beauty was when I first started kind of caring about the Oscars. So, um, but were you, you mad that Thora Birch wasn't nominated? No. Was she nominated? She wasn't no, nominated. She wasn't nominated. No. no. We'll that, get into that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so it was, you said it was in college is when you first started, Probably. started to, like, really focus on it. Yeah. Okay. You? Um, I don't think, I wasn't really a big Oscar kid like growing up my mom was she liked to watch all the award shows i was a uh, miss america and miss teen usa fan (laughs) and then i think it changed when gosh i think it changed when oh who won i think it was when angelina jolie won i Mm -hmm. think that was a big because i think girl interrupted was it was spoke to me that was like my well when we were looking back at youth um nominees and like Every time something comes up where we have to, like, Wikipedia, the, you know, who were the nominees that year, um, it's always really interesting because half of the movies I feel like I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. So part of this uh, podcast and part of this journey is that we're going to go backwards and kind of look at movies that we haven't seen and talk about performances and nuance and things that we haven't seen in some of these films. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember that, like, the Oscars weren't really important to me or awards like that weren't really important to me until I actually started watching those movies. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that you bring up um, Angelina Jolie and Girl Interrupted because that was one of the first movies I remember like really loving. And then I think I tuned into the Oscars because I liked that movie. And I, you know, it was nominated and all of that. Do you think that the, the winner of the Best Supporting Actress Award... Do you think it's a winner that kind of uh, triumphs over the best act- 
actress in the movie. I don't know that it tries. Since we're talking about Angelina Jolie, she kind of stole that movie away from Winona Ryder. Well, yeah. Because that was a Winona Ryder's movie. I think that there's, a, um, you know, we're we're influenced by a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other writing, especially like Uncle Derby and Vulture. And there's a lot of category fraud that happens at the Oscars and specifically in the supporting categories. Are you saying it's political? Well, I mean, I, I political, I think it's where you're going to put people to win you know where where are they going to win the Oscar? Mm-hmm. Um, that's there's even some talk of that already this year, which we'll get into when that all shakes down. Um, but I think that people are mistakenly put in supporting because they want to run two people who are sometimes essentially leads, and there there are some actresses who go into that category who are genuinely supporting characters mm-hmm. and win for supporting roles, um, but. Very, very rarely are they strictly a supporting. What is your definition of a best supporting actress? To me, it is an actress that uh, elevates the performances that are happening around her. Um, that may not have as much to do as the other actresses, but really makes those performances shine and then stands out on her own um, mm-hmm. from the story. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that a, a Best Supporting Actress really should like eclipse the film, because mm-hmm. if that happens, then really that's not a Best Supporting Actress. That's you know, because then we get into Renee Zellweger taking over the the Cold Mountain movie from yeah. Nicole Kidman, which I that that is a controversial best best supporting actress win anyway. She had my vote. <laughs> well, that accent had. Your it vote. was the accent. It was the body language. It was everything. It was a dirty face. It was all of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's also he mentioned when we introduced ourselves that he is my husband. We are married. We've been married for a while now, um, and we were talking about why. Um, this category specifically meant so much to both of us. And then in talking to a lot of my other um, queer LGBT friends, uh, especially men, gay men specifically, um, there's a a huge investment and a huge um, energy that we put into actresses, mm-hmm. that we love actresses. Like, I, when we watch the Oscars, I could fast-forward to the Best Actor category almost every single time. I mean... Because I, I just okay. don't care. You know, mm-hmm. I care about the actresses. I care. I have a passion for those films and those movies and those performances. Yes, I I, I agree, but I think I think because it's really I don't know when I started to take notice of the best supporting actor or the actor categories when Mahershala Ali won mm. because I think that it's was just the first last year. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was just the first time where it kind of opened my eyes of we have not seen a father figure like that on film expressed. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first time, like, you don't see that kind of fatherly love kind of get um, accolades and get attention. And I thought it was, I think that was probably, I was like, that's a beautiful performance that needed to be acknowledged. Yeah. Well, and specifically, I think um, gays in general have this affinity for actor actresses and and supporting them and, um, you know, holding them up and, and giving, you know, them, the, giving the performance especially the most uh, notice that we can give it, which is why I think that this category is so interesting because there's so many icons and legends who get nominated for sometimes just like one scene, you know, or like a small moment in a movie. And it's a movie, it's a moment that really stands out or that becomes important in the zeitgeist or becomes important for those people who are, you know, watching the movie. Especially uh, Marissa Tomei. 
we'll get there. Um, there are obviously clearly some controversial wins, which we are going to talk about as well. Um, but you know, the thing I mentioned in the beginning is that there are a lot of these movies that we haven't seen. And so as we're doing this, we're really going to be educating ourselves and hopefully educating you and educating anybody who wants to listen about what these movies really were. Um, because I think it's important that we're not like film historians, but we are film buffs and we do love film and we love, you know, picking apart uh, stories and scripts and performances. And I think that this will be a really interesting way to do that. So are there any like icons or legends that exist in this category for you? Because for me, like this is where you look at like these amazing women, these amazing performers, and they get showcased really here. The one that stands out the most, for me anyway, is uh, Cher, when she was nominated for Silkwood. I can't tell you who won that year, but I can tell you... <laughs> oh, what, we'll find out. I can tell you what Cher wore, mm-hmm. and that's what I remember. So I think that's kind of genius and kind of iconic in a way of maybe she had the idea of, you know what, I'm not going to win tonight, yeah. but uh, people are going to remember what I wore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's genius on her part. Well, but, yeah. I Mine is like Marsha Gay Harden. Really? Uh, which is weird. And like... Because I so love her as an actor. Mm-hmm. And then for her to finally have an Oscar, I was like, thank God, Marsha Gay Harden has an Oscar. Mm-hmm. So I was super stoked for that one. I also think um, Monique, mm-hmm. too. I think that was um, that was another movie that like, I, I saw in the theater and I was just watching her performance. and Because I had loved her comedy before. And then... To go in there and say, okay, this is going to be the Monique show, mm-hmm. or I'm going to be laughing, and then watching that, I was like, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. Like, in a good way, but... Well, because you didn't... That's that's a, per- was a performance t- from an actress that you didn't expect. I was totally blindsided in a good way, but just kind of like the energy and the... Um, that energy that was coming off the screen from that performance was um terrifying mm-hmm. um but i was like yeah this is there's everybody needs to get out of the way yeah for this there's also something really interesting going back to marsha gay harden a little bit and looking at people who have won these awards especially in the supporting category and then to kind of look at what happened to their career afterwards because while i love marsha gay harden i look at some of the work that she's doing now and i'm like that's not the work of an oscar winner because didn't she go from winning to, like, doing an episode of SVU I or think something? so, yeah. 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 Because there's there is this uh, weird trajectory that has been talked about before, and um, it doesn't so much happen in the actor categories. It mostly happens in the actress categories, where, there, you know, especially with Best Actress, those women will come off of an award win, and they'll go right into a, like, giant action, big budget movie. Like... Halle Berry mm-hmm. to my favorite movie of all time, Catwoman. Catwoman. <laughs> and then now Brie Larson into Captain Marvel, which mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm hoping that that changes everything. Yeah. Oh, and then Angelina Jolie to Lara Croft. Yeah. As well. So. Well, and I think that there's something I, I haven't seen that yet from Emma Stone. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy that she's in another potential Oscar movie this year. No, cause she had already done that. So yeah. with Spider-Man. So she was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing but, it again. Yeah. When I heard something on a podcast, or maybe I read it, I can't remember, uh, but they said that the way that they define these categories is that um, no one else could do it. 
Like, no, there's no other performer. There's no other actor, actress, whatever, who could do what that person did. That's why they should win. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the argument made for Jennifer Hudson. Um, can you imagine anyone besides Jennifer Hudson and Dreamgirls doing that part? No. So if that was what you, that's what exists in our brains, that that's the only person that could have done that role, then she, of course, deserves it, where so many people will argue that she does not. And that was another performance that overshadowed the main actress mm-hmm. in the film. Mm-hmm. So, One, the main actress didn't even get a nomination for that. Wanted one. Real didn't bad. Yeah. Didn't yeah. get it. Yeah. Oh, she's going to keep trying, though. Yeah. She's going to keep trying. Well, I think that this category specifically, to me, is where some of the most, like, nuanced and kind of sometimes weird performances happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I specifically love it when a, when the best actress or best supporting actress field is so crowded mm-hmm. um, that you just don't know who's going to get a nomination. Mm-hmm. You don't have any idea. Yeah, because um, when Naomi Harris was nominated Mm -hmm. for Moonlight um, to hear her talk about that she came in there and she worked for three days and she was in three scenes so each day was a different scene and then just to leave and not even think about it and then like a year year and a half later this happens Um, like it's it's those kind of performances that I think are um, special they're special and there's something, um, there's some, there's some magic mm-hmm. in those yeah. of hurrying up, trying to hurry up and get that performance out. Um, and then it's, then you're done. And really to, to just support the story and help tell the story in a really interesting way that maybe not, might not be as showy as something else, mm-hmm. but is important and vital to what, you know, the story is. Yeah. Um, that's why I think why we both wanted to do this when we talked about it. Cause I will be completely honest. We just brought this up a couple of days ago and we're like, we should just do it. We're just going to dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would also like to talk about also like, um, actresses that should have been nominated mm-hmm. that were not or left out. Cause there's always a lot because five is just, I mean, that's a very small number. When you know, if you can have 10 best picture nominees, why can't you do that? For actors, that's the one well. thing I've always been wondering. Is like, if we expanded this best picture category, why are we not expanding the acting categories as well mm-hmm. to get more people mm-hmm. uh, in there? Which I understand why they want to select a few. I get that, you know. Uh, but that's one thing. I th- one thing we're going to talk about with every uh, year is the performances that didn't make it in, the performances that we maybe thought were going to make it in, or that we wanted to to make it in, um, or that people had predicted would get in but just didn't. And then kind of talking about a little bit why. And kind of seeing, you know, what is the reason that this happened, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting because it's like looking at all of these these amazing films and these amazing women that we really really adore, mm-hmm. and trying to like kind of break it down one by one. So um, we're really excited to start this. We're really excited to kind of be in your ears and in your cars and um, in your earbuds as you work out, hopefully, and just Especially kind of figuring all this as out. We hit award season yeah which we're getting into now so i can't wait for those first nominations to get announced so we can start talking about those too and start seeing all the movies like we're just waiting for like october 5th to start our you know oscar movie season so um that's when that's when a star is born of course that's how (laughs) the award's gonna start yeah you're talking to two gays of course like we're super excited about a fucking star is born so um 
Can't wait for that. That's going to set the bar for the entire mm-hmm. award season. Well, and I think episode one, we're going to start last year. So we're going to start from last year. We're going to move our way backwards. We will have some couple special episodes in there um, to talk about this year's episode, this year's nominations and then this year's winners and to kind of, you know, give you some breaks in between, but we will go be going backwards. So if you want to go back with us, you know, we'll post the movies and that we're looking at and the performances that we're looking at. So if you want to watch those and, and you know, talk with us as, you know, as we uh, go and we'll try and get people involved. We'll try and get people to share their thoughts on certain performances of certain movies and be able to stick those into the podcast occasionally. So I'm super excited about this. <laughs> Thank you listeners. Yeah. Well, we're excited. Um, this is a little trailer, a little preview of what we're thinking about doing. And uh, the next episode will be up hopefully next week sometime. So uh, keep listening and join us. And this is the Best Supporting Actress podcast. I'm Craig. And I'm David. And we'll see you next week. Bye.